on this episode of the Girl Talk podcast. To understand the problem, we have to really dig into to where it's coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the the fact yeah. that you share that, you know, kids don't know how loved they are. They grow up to be adults who don't know how loved they yeah. are. there you are listening to the girl talk podcast my name is carol i'm kelly i'm trisha and we're glad you're here today we want to go ahead and tell you up front that we're going to talk about a tough subject today uh, because it's showed up in the news once again um and we're just burdened with needing to discuss this topic on girl talk it's not the first time we've talked about it but uh we felt like it was worth revisiting and we're going to talk Mm -hmm. about the topic of suicide um, right now at the beginning of this podcast, I want to say to you, um, that if you are having suicidal thoughts, if you have thought of harming yourself, please reach out and get mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of ways that you can do that, but your life matters and we love you and we want to provide you with resources that, um, that where you can reach out and get some help. So we'll post those in the show notes, uh, before we're done. But I wanted to go ahead and say that first off. So what do you gals think is at the heart of our mental health crisis? Hopelessness. Mm. Yeah. I think there's mm-hmm. a real hopelessness that's spreading across our culture. Uh, and it's not surprising, really, when you, when you think that people don't really uh, find their hope in Jesus. And so whatever hope in a career or hope in finances or hope in uh, the house— or the fancy job giving you satisfaction doesn't last, then people feel hopeless. Um, And there are also believers who Mm. struggle with their hope as well. And I think a lot of it is a a spiritual attack. I think the enemy knows where to kind of come after us, and he does that in our minds. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that he tells uh, anybody but can work into the heads of believers is things will be better without you. Mm. And I think that mentality is is a dangerous one and can lead down that road. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. would be better without me. Yeah. Do you think um, the isolation of COVID could be a determining factor? of? I think it contributes to all of that. Yeah. It certainly contributes to all of that. The loneliness, the isolation, people don't care, I don't matter, things would be better. You can see how you can go down that pathway, certainly. Mm. I think, though, we had a uh, we had a major problem before covid ever happened yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. i think for many 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 years and probably generations um, and maybe even since the beginning of time we have not valued our mental health the way we have valued our physical health Mm. um, from a Mm -hmm. support perspective Mm -hmm. from a um, health insurance perspective Mm -hmm. from a resource perspective yeah uh, we have put um uh, unintentionally and to our uh and it's it's awful. Um, we have put a stigma around mental health yeah. um, that we don't put necessarily around mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, around physical uh, right. health mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Um, and but but I think yes, the spiritual stuff. Yes, all of that. And yes, we have a major crisis in our um, support systems that we have for for mental health. Yeah. I I I um. I'm in a life group at my church, and uh, we had uh, some time together. And one of the gals in there, um, you could tell it was hard for her to share, but she shared that she struggled with a mental illness. And it was so 
comforting to see other people in the room go, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. There's been a stigma attached to it. And, and to see other people show up and say, yeah, I struggle with that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more prevalent than we realize, even though mm-hmm. people are starting to talk about it more. Yeah. Um, but I still think there's a long way to go. Um, obviously until there are no more suicides, we got a long way to go Mm -hmm. because if you ever know, if you've ever lost somebody to suicide, um, you know how devastating it is and how many questions you have and the what ifs. One of the things I was researching, um, before, we were going to tackle this topic is this the statistics you know i like i like statistics yeah. mm-hmm. these statistics are awful mm-hmm. the statistics of people that are dealing with mental health issues it's something like 56 percent of all um, adults deal with mental health a mental health mm-hmm. concern mm-hmm. A, a significant mental health concern not yeah. just um not just a a one day uh type of depression right. but a real an actual mental health concern 56 percent of adults wow. um i found uh, one research study that said that um between 2007 and 2019 so this was pre pre-covid pre-pandemic mm-hmm. that uh 60 percent of adolescents struggled with major uh had had a major depression um moment of some mm. sort that they had dealt with a major uh, depressive uh, incident mm. of some sort, and that COVID um, exacerbated that, like poured gasoline on it, poured yeah, gasoline on it with yeah. with isolation, um, and that during that same time, where sixty percent of um, adolescents during that same time period, the two thousand seven to two thousand nineteen, uh, fifty three or fifty two percent, something like that, of um, adolescents um, also had struggled with the concept of suicide. Mm. Wow. had suicidal thoughts of some some sort and that's that's our teenagers yeah um and that's just in that little that few age range of adolescence think about what our adults are also going through mm-hmm. that there's a whole lot more adults than there are adolescents yeah um exacerbate that number or extrapolate that number out we've got a lot of people in our communities in our neighborhoods in our churches in our kids schools that are dealing with uh, severe mental health and um, depression issues and yeah. uh, suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Yes. Have you ever considered? Oh, I have felt hopeless, um, but I don't know that I've ever been to the point, I'm too much of a scaredy cat, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But I've definitely had, I can remember when I was going through the, 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 um, demolition of my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember very, very vividly standing in the door of the nursery, looking down at my child, going, "I have got to keep going for her." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I had a plan or anything. Right, like that, but, right. But that that thought was definitely in my mind. Uh-huh. And and I my personality is I'm high highs and low lows. Y'all know that about me. Mm-hmm. And so I my personality is more prone to those types of hopelessness. So I really have to watch mm-hmm. that for myself. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I'll say yeah for me. Yeah. yeah. Kelly? Yeah, no, I've never struggled with suicidal thoughts. I've definitely stu- struggled with mental health, um anxiety, yeah. things like that, mm-hmm. some depression a mm-hmm. little bit here and there, um but nothing so significant that um suicide was ever a a thing, an option. um, mm-hmm. for an option for me. But I also, 
I know and I look around and I know how loved I am and I've seen uh, what suicide does to people um, when they uh, does to the people that are left behind yeah and Mm -hmm. how devastating it is and I anytime I've ever gotten even slightly sideways I've just reminded myself that 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 would just be awful I would never Mm -hmm. want anybody to do that to me yeah Mm -hmm. Um, what about you well, there was a time when I was in uh, high school that I I didn't have a plan or anything like that, but I certainly had um, such feelings of rejection and pain and hurt, and I wanted to uh, hurt the people who had hurt me, and that to me was the ultimate way to hurt them, leave a note, make them feel mm. that it was their fault, you know, I didn't do anything like it, but I had the thought. Mm. And I think it's why kids are so vulnerable. Because, Carol, you said you looked at your daughter Mm. and that gave you, I have to keep going for her. And, Kelly, you said you didn't move further down that path because you felt loved. But kids are so vulnerable because they don't have someone who's Mm. um, leaning on them or responsible for them. And they don't always know how loved they are. And I think that's why our kids are so vulnerable to suicidal thoughts, uh, and it's contagious within a community. Mm. One kid does that, and you see other kids doing that. So I still remember the feeling of being so rejected and wanting um, to hurt someone else. Uh, And I don't feel good about that or proud about that. But again, I didn't do anything about that. But I think to understand the problem, we have to really dig into to where it's coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the fact yeah. that you share that, you know, kids don't know how loved they are. They grow up to be adults who don't know how loved they yeah, are. Sure. That's true. And so mm-hmm. when, when the, you know, mm-hmm. when the problem isn't dealt with, yeah. it repeats itself. That's true. So uh, I don't remember who said it, but uh, uh, what you don't heal uh, you'll repeat, mm-hmm. or what you don't repair, you'll repeat. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. And um, so I think that at the heart of the adult crisis is what they mm-hmm. felt the same as Tina, because they've never wounded. You know, I asked, hurt her. I knew, uh, no, we were going to talk about that this morning. I asked Will in the car on the way to school, what, you know, do you ever, your friends ever talk about suicide? They ever are concerned with that. And he said, yeah, you know, every once in a while he'll, he'll hear that's, and he's 14. He'll hear somebody want to talk about that. Um, and I said, what do you think the, what do you think the reason is? What's at, what's at the heart of mm-hmm. why they're talking about that? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, they don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. And he's 14 and he yeah. gets that, yeah. you know, yeah. they just, he understands they don't feel loved. And um, he said, all oh, they really, he said, but they forget that somebody really does love them. He said, mm-hmm. somebody, if they just look around and think about it, somebody, somebody does love them. And, you know, we know that um, God loves them, too, mm-hmm. more than people will. Even if you don't feel like you've got somebody in your life that loves you, God loves you. I, I think there's also an element of just wanting the pain to end. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah. that was the case with me. Yeah. Because, you know, I was going through that and you know I was here on the radio and everybody knew and I just felt like I couldn't mm-hmm. even go into Walmart without people whispering about me you know mm-hmm. those kinds of things and then it, some close relationships I had said some very hurtful things in the middle of it and you know I don't know that I necessarily 
had those thoughts because I thought of ending my life, but I had those thoughts because I just wanted the pain to stop. Yeah. Because it seemed like around every corner was more Mm -hmm. pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, it was bad enough as it is, but add on these extra layers and it would just seem like too much. And we're in the age of impetuous actions. We, Explain that. What meaning you, what immediate things. Mm. So you want to hear a song? You just, hey, Siri, play the song. Yeah. You want to, you, you know, you don't have to wait for anything uh, with social media. Mm. And um, so making a bad decision, like trying to take your life mm. in the heat of a moment, we're more likely to do those sorts of things because it's an immediate environment. Right. It's, we don't stop to take stock before mm. we take action. There is a there was a like a TikToker or YouTuber or someone who who committed suicide on social media. Mm. And the Gracious. kids have been watching it. Mm. My kids were talking about it. And now they use that kid's name. I don't remember his name. I can't even say I think his mom was watching. I mean it was just oh it's word. so hideous. Um and they use and in in my son's school he said Oh, you know, they use his name like, oh, you're going to be like such and such. Mm. And so the culture is it's it's happening. We've got to be aware of it as parents, as siblings, as loved ones. We've got to be aware, even even older people. We've got to be aware that this stuff is happening all around us and turning the other way. Uh, is not working. And and culture is giving us plenty of opportunities to address it as well. You know, a very well-known talk show host, the DJ on her show, uh, committed suicide, big personality. Seemed like he was having the time Time of of his life. life. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, things like that. I think we've got to normalize the conversation, first of all. Mm -hmm. And we got to bring those topics up, even though they're hard and even though they're... they're, um, that we don't always have all the answers to yeah. navigate through those. And here's the, here's the truth of the matter. You don't have to have all the answers um, because we, we know the one who does. But, um, but I, I feel like the mental health um, discussion is becoming more normalized now, uh, which is, I think, a good thing. Yeah. But I think there is some, and I don't know where we get this, but... <laughs> We think that asking for help is a weakness. Mm. Yeah. We, we, we think that yeah. saying, I can't do this by myself because mm. we live in a culture of pull yourself up by your bootstraps mm-hmm. and go for it. And you can do anything and you can be anybody that you want to be and you can mm-hmm. accomplish anything. You know, the, for, for, for what that did for self-esteem, I think it hurt us in the area of it's okay to ask yeah. for help. Yeah. I have found myself in conversations with with people giving them permission to say no or giving them and, and giving myself permission to say no or giving myself permission to say, you know, I, I'm, I'm spent. I can't mm-hmm. do anymore. I'm, I need some help here. To raise your hand and ask for help is actually a sign of strength, yes. not of weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to be more of a conversation we need to move into as we continue mm-hmm. to kind of unpack these things with one another and see what it means spiritually. Because I think... What the church, and, and I love the church, God loves the church, church is his bride, but one of the things I don't think the church has done very well is to say, it's okay for you to ask for help, and we're not going to see you as crazy, we're not going to talk about you, you know, in prayer group, as mm-hmm. we're sharing how to pray for you, all those things, mm-hmm. we've got to normalize it and to say, yeah. 
It's okay to struggle. And just because you struggle with a mental, mental illness does not mean your faith is weak. Mm-hmm. Right. So true. Yes. Say it again louder for the ones in back. Just because you struggle with a mental illness does not mean your faith is weak. It yeah. doesn't mean you need to pray more. It doesn't mean you need to memorize more scripture. Although those things can help. They can. If you fix your mind on stuff like yep. that. But here's the thing that I know. There, are, there have been times where friends have met me in the middle of my mess and spoken truth over me and just loved me well. Mm. And it's helped me to start to climb out. Mm. But then there also have been friends who have done the opposite, who have said, you know, if you'd, if you'd mem- memorize more verses, and they'd send verses, and I was like, I, ca- I can't even, that, that's not even penetrating my heart right now. I'm just not at a place where I, I, can, I, I can handle that. Um, so I... It's yeah. it's a slippery slope, I guess, maybe. Or well, God may- gives us different kinds of support. Yeah, and absolutely. really find out what support you need. And sometimes it's medication. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And oftentimes it's Christian counseling, mm-hmm. and it's always prayer. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there there are things that God has provided for us that we need to feel okay to take advantage of. Yeah, it's not a weakness. It's God has provided us with ways of of helping us. Praise God for giving us Christian counselors and giving us people who can help walk us through these tough seasons in our lives. We need that support. That's that's biblical mm. that we come alongside one another. I'm reading this book called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, and he says that when we ask God for help, it actually makes him happy. Mm. Yeah. 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 I've never yeah. heard it put that way in my no. entire makes life. Sense. I was like, but he was he's talking about his character being gentle and lowly, that we, oh. you know, always think of God as shaking his finger at us, but his his he it actually makes God happy when I go to him. Mm-hmm. That's why he says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Yeah. yeah. You know? And and so I'd never heard it put that way. And I I, sat, I remember reading those words. I was sitting on the couch, and I, I remember reading those words, and I just kind of dropped the book in my lap. And I was like, how would my life look different if I thought to myself, going to God with this is going to make God really happy? Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, that would be a total game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and doing that is also a model for your children yeah. or the other people in your life yeah. that are looking to see how you handle these situations. Because 100% of the time, our kids are going to go through the struggles that we go through. Yep. And they need to know how mom, dad, or or even your, your sister or a, a parent handle these things. So it's 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 a great choice to do that and to know God wants you to. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk just for a minute about... Um, because it's not always spiritual or physical or emotional. It's sometimes all of those things. Like sometimes when I get down in the dumps, mm-hmm. um, it's because I need rest. Mm-hmm. And there are different kinds of rest. You know, we've talked about that mm-hmm. here on the podcast as well. Um, and many years of counseling, one, one of the wisest things my counselor told me, he's like, you've got four batteries. Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Four batteries. Anytime one of those batteries are low, it draws off all the other four. Mm. So if your physical battery is low, it's going to draw off everything else. And boy, has that word picture served me well through the years. Because it may be as simple as you just need some time away from everything Mm -hmm. and commitments and, and, and some rest, some real rest. It may not be that, but it may be something physical. It may be a chemical imbalance in your brain. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You need to work with a physician and a counselor mm-hmm. to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Right. And wouldn't yeah. it be great if all of our churches had counselors on staff? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 100%. if we really, as a church, as the body of Christ, invested in Christian mental health counseling, yep. um, yes. we our world would look totally different. Yeah. Oh, absolutely it would. And I, I believe everybody needs counseling. Yeah. I love <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah, me too. So Fantastic. how do you know if somebody needs help? What are some of the warning signs? We're going to turn to you, Tricia, because yeah. you have a background in in um, this professionally. So mm-hmm. share with us what are some of the signs? So I don't have a huge amount of, of time spent studying this particular, the suicidal ideation uh, area, but I have had some instruction on it. I was writing down a few things. Um, the first is that if you feel like someone is struggling, if you're concerned about them, if the hairs on the back of your head come up, if you're feeling someone's uh, name come to your mind, go ahead and 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 talk to them. Mm. The more honest, the better. For the longest time, I was afraid to talk about suicide to someone who was hurting because I was afraid I was going to give them the idea. Yeah. yeah, that that's you're not doing that. You're not giving somebody an idea when you're when you're opening up an honest discussion about it Uh, they've already most likely that's already been something that they have thought about you need to ask the person that you're concerned about um, have they had thoughts of you say this have you had thoughts of hurting yourself Mm -hmm. say it have you had thoughts of hurting yourself that's that's the clearest way of asking them and then listen don't panic listen now if they express to you that they do you can then ask do you have a plan Mm -hmm. and if they have a plan then then you need to take immediate action Mm -hmm. and I know it's hard I know it's uncomfortable but you need to go ahead take a deep breath ask God for the strength and take immediate action and you may need to make a contract with them something you write up I promise not to hurt myself today. I promise that I will go in and see my counselor and I will follow the recommendations. I promise to call mom or whatever, you know, whatever, write it out, have them sign it. That might sound over the top. It's not. It is a step towards providing safety. Mm. Another thing to be on the lookout for is if a person has been very depressed for a long time and low energy and not engaging and then they rebound a little bit they seem to be feeling better they seem to be acting better be on the lookout for that because that's actually uh, a time that could be very dangerous because oftentimes if someone has gone through a major depression and is feeling suicidal and then they rebound it can be because they've created a plan for themselves and they feel like they have an out and they could be taking Mm -hmm. action so that's what I learned in some of my studies be on the lookout for that and that's when you would need to go ahead and address and ask Um, and just the clearer the better yeah because the person is more likely to respond to you if you ask clearly and not trying to soften the blow yeah mm. ask clearly mm. because I think I, and I don't know this but I would think there would be a phys, you could tell in a physical response by looking at their body mm-hmm. language and their face mm-hmm. if the answer is yes mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. yeah. correct that withdrawal and yeah. isolation and yeah somebody stops taking care of their the way they physically look yeah um, there there there's no light in their eyes when you yeah. give them praise when there's yeah. when there should be joy mm. In somebody's eyes, and there's blank stare. But then be on the lookout if they start to act a little, a little better, peppier. Yeah. yeah. After a after a season of that. Yeah. 
So how, as we as believers, can we share hope in the middle of someone else's <laughs> mental health crisis? Yeah. I honesty. think this is this is yeah, honesty. It's yeah. definitely one, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I think listening. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been. <laughs> we had a whole staff meeting. We did this whole thing about listening, and and um. Jeff, one of our team members said this, is you cannot love well and listen poorly. And I think sometimes we're so busy trying to get a plan formulated in our head that we don't listen well. Or I don't listen well, I won't say Mm -hmm. we, but I don't listen well. So if you're in a situation, you're talking to somebody, make sure you are listening well and you're asking good questions. You're you're really engaging with them and trying to understand kind of what's going on. Sometimes being heard is enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I heard, I don't even remember who said it, but I heard when, when we drag what the devil wants to use out into the light, it loses its power. Yeah. So sometimes just saying the words are enough mm-hmm. and that honesty and your, your care for them will buoy them through mm-hmm. that kind of thing because they see someone cares and they see someone loves them and they see someone paying attention and taking the time to ask those hard questions. So anything else you gals would like to add? Yep. Yeah. The, um, the center, the national Institute of mental health, mm-hmm. um, they've studied mental health extensively way mm-hmm. more than we've ever studied mental health yeah. and had some really good ideas on their website. And, um, obviously they're coming at this from a worldly perspective, Yeah. Uh, but there are three things they said were, um, people need, um, people. Yeah. People need, place and security Mm. and they need purpose Mm. and so um all of that is something as we we as believers can um can speak into and comes from what god's given us you know Mm. people need people we need to come around each other and really be present like you said listen yeah really be present and not try to you know throw scripture at them and say you know let's help clean this up but just what you know who what's going on mm. be a listening ear and then yeah. that place people need um they need security in their life they need a place to belong they need a place to live they if they have turmoil in the rest of their life they're not going to be able to properly deal with their mental health um so we as believers can also invest in organizations like um our rescue missions mm-hmm. and in um, other organizations that are providing housing and stability and counseling to um folks that are dealing with mental health and then purpose we all need a place um, of sense of belonging a sense of a purpose to accomplish in this world obviously as believers we know that part of our purpose was we're here to glorify God Mm. but also looking around at the people in our lives who might be dealing with this kind of stuff um, these kinds of issues and and thoughts and helping them find purpose giving them something to live for like you said with uh, watching your daughter looking at your daughter and saying I've got to be here for her yeah if people have purpose um so people place and purpose are the three things that the national institute of mental health that's excellent suggests we're going to have some resources in the show notes for you so if you or anybody that you know or love um struggles with suicidal thoughts would you go and check that out Uh, we'd love to hear from you email if you've got uh, other things that you'd like to add to the conversation always great to hear from you you can email us at girltalk at the one of the things that's helped me 
Mm. is exercise. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tr- yes. Trisha is our oh, exercise yes. queen. Love it. Uh, but uh, that's why we are getting together with Pole Creek Church, and we are uh, having a Girl Talk team in their Carrier Cross 5K. That's coming up April the 8th. And uh, we've got a special Girl Talk Team shirt for you if you register for the race. you got to go to the race, sign up, and then uh, we'll get your information and um, you can be a part of the Girl Talk Team. We'll have a special shirt for you to wear on that day. April the 8th is the date for that. And if you want more information, you can find it by texting RUN, R-U-N, to 800-293-1069. Did I miss anything? I think that's it. All right. Join us on April the 8th for the Carrier Cross 5K. Be on the Girl Talk team. We'd love to see you there. Know that you're loved. Know that you matter. And we are here for you. If there's any way we can help, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you for joining us today. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.